What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Slam Dunk Podcast. We've been gone for a week, and how how in the world could you have forgotten? We do that every every podcast. show. I'll be honest. Every show. I'll be honest. The marching band outside kind of had me distracted. Okay, okay. I understand. Yeah, well, this is the Slam Dunk Podcast. I'm your host Noah Jensen, alongside Kellen Voss and Joe Belansky, and uh, a good amount to talk about today. Uh, some big games happening in college and the NFL ranks. Uh, we'll start with uh, uh, college football. Um, we'll start with Michigan football. Not looking good. Uh-uh. Bad loss, 35-14 uh, to Wisconsin in Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor had over 200 yards rushing on 17 carries, I think, a couple touchdowns. Shea Patterson didn't look his best. Uh, a lot of missed throws, uh, uh, interception. McCaffrey came in a little bit. And he got a concussion, thought maybe you were going to go for a change there. But in the end, Wisconsin came out as the victor, something I wasn't too surprised at. I was surprised at the the margin of victory. I didn't think the de- that the Don Brown defense was going to really give look up 35 like, points. Yeah. yeah, no. I wouldn't have really expected that. I mean, this this Wisconsin team definitely showed me more than than uh, I really thought about them, I guess. Uh, they're they're legit got uh, they're a legit team to definitely contend in the Big Ten. Uh, especially, I th- they're I believe they're in the East Division, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, so they'll have to. No, Wisconsin's in the West. The yeah. West, yeah, I'm stupid. Wisconsin's yeah. that, the one. Team I don't know that what I was thinking. Wins the West because whoa, whoa, the West whoa, whoa. seems Iowa. to be. Yeah. Iowa Come has on, a couple dude. times. Iowa has a couple times, but yeah, but it's, it's it's Wisconsin and Iowa on one side, and then the other side is like Michigan, every Michigan other State, team that's Ohio good. State, yeah, everyone good. But as as it looks right now, if Wisconsin and Ohio State do win their two divisions, that does look like a, a good matchup in the college or in the Big Ten championship, I should say. But I want to stay with Michigan real quick. We talked about John, uh, Jim Harbaugh a lot, and uh, you got fired up about Jim Harbaugh in the last. Yeah, show. I did. I and I don't. Um, and I might have gone a little too far saying I've never seen him. How he knows how? To, I haven't seen him show that he knows how to coach because he clearly he clearly knows how to coach a football team. I'm not. I'm not saying he's bad. He's awful at his job. Well, it looked like but, he was pretty awful at his job on Saturday. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't do a very good jo- very good job on Saturday for sure. And Joe, you and I have had a lot of conversation about this about how, you know, we what if how come we can't find anybody better? And or or can we even find anybody better? And why isn't Jim the guy? And I guess one thing I kind of thought about as like a comparison to this is like let's just say NBC gets gets a new show, right? And they bring in a huge a big name director because they've been they've been losing out on these Emmys all the time. They're not getting enough Emmy awards and they need a show to really, you know, step up. And yeah. so they bring in this director and uh, it's a big name guy. Let's uh, just Steven Spielberg. Let's just say uh, well, Steven Spielberg comes on and Let's, ju- the let's show. just throw that name out there, okay? And he comes in season 1, you know, it's like it's like really good. It's like a lot better than people expected. They saw the previews for it. They saw the trailers. They're like, ah, I don't know. It might not be great. I mean, it's a new, it's a new director coming into TV show. You don't really know, but you know, it actually like worked out really well. Right. And yeah. it looked really good. And then season two comes, and uh, you bring in some uh, extra pieces. You bring in some extra cast members, and it uh, it really boosts the show up. And you're like, oh my god, this show is really good. It gets it. It, it barely loses in the best uh, best show category at the end of the year at the Emmys. But you know what? We're looking good. We're on the right track. We're a little ahead of schedule, actually, to win these to start winning these awards. And then we go into year to season three. And it's like, well, it's kind of the same as season two a little bit, where it's a little worse. I mean the actors aren't really coming up as well. We we lost people a couple aren't developing the way people that we aren't developing that they were. the way and you know, but it's fine. You know, it's year three. You did okay. It, it was a good season. It wasn't great. A couple of actors won a couple of awards. And then you get to year four and it's more of the same. And 
You don't understand why we're not winning awards now. Because, I mean, we're NBC. We're one of the best uh, uh, TV channels and TV stations out there. TV stations winning out tons there. of awards. Why isn't this show, why can't with, with this best director, why can't he win awards? And then we're in year five or season five when, when these shows are supposed to be taking off and going through the roof and it's stagnant. There's nothing, there's nothing changing. And I think that's a, it's, I feel like that's what we got with Jim Harbaugh right now. We have a guy who exceeded expectations year one. And now we're at the point where we're supposed to see the meat of what this guy is. And we're just not getting it. And that's what concerns me as a non-Michigan fan that, yeah, he's a big name and he's supposed to be bringing you these things, but he's not. And now we're at the point where Michigan fans are, you know, okay with the fact that, yeah, we're going to win 10 games. That's fine. That shouldn't be with, with the, with the history that Michigan has and the reputation that I guess that uh, Michigan football brings and that, uh, the fans really, the, the huge fan base that they have. That's not that shouldn't be what you are searching for when you're searching for a head coach just 10 wins. You shouldn't just be searching for good enough. No. You need to be searching for great. And that's where I think Michigan is right now. That was a really good metaphor. That was you really thought about that quite a bit. It was just on the I car mean, ride home. Well, you you basically just like described it though. You could have just like interchanged Jim Harbaugh's name in that. Yeah, I, it's exa- like that. it. That's yeah. exactly what the point of the yeah yeah. Like I don't fi- I don't really watch TV, but like it kind of it I makes sense the point he was saying though it, it had it had a great point it had You're an giving, encouraging yeah, like, statement it was a lot of like it was a lot of uh, hype before the season came up and then when the season came it was great but it never really got better that's kind of what we saw with the Michigan offense here on Saturday um, they just freaking got out manhandled like they like it would be one thing if wisconsin beat us on this fancy air raid attack and they were throwing a jonathan taylor out of the backfield and they were using and they're using uh and they're using Co- and cone was just going all over the place he was a good quarterback he wasn't used much on saturday but they just they just grounded pound they just got seven or eight yards per carry every single time until jonathan taylor b- b- uh, boosted those big runs. I, I remix. Yeah, yeah, remix, <laughs> remix. Yeah, but um, yeah, it it's as a Michigan fan, I'm very concerned to see that we just got absolutely manhandled by Wisconsin because that's the worst way to lose. Especially, they essentially played the best brand of Jim Harbaugh football that Jim Harbaugh wants to play, and he got beat at his own game. Yeah, essentially. The one stat before I guess to get Joe in here and to interject some thoughts. One stat I was reading today in an article. In the last three games that, that Michigan has faced Power 5 opponents, they the defense has uh, given up a combined 142 points. That's a lot of points. With 7.26 yards per play and 6.5 and yards per rush on the ground. 6.5 yards per rush? Yes. That's incredible. Especially with, with a guy like Don Brown. I feel like he loads up the box a lot. Yeah. And... That should that should uh, that should stop the run. that should stop the run pretty well, and it, it's not. That's why that it really concerned me reading that because you know I've always thought that uh, I've always thought Don Brown was uh, wasn't a huge issue. I've I don't think he's he's great. I've mentioned it on the show last week schematically. I don't know how great he is. You know, be, getting beat by those uh, by slant routes last year against Ohio State. But I mean, we're seeing against when you get put when they get put up against. Uh, Big name teams and, and big name programs, they don't they don't show up, and that that should be concerning. That really should be concerning. It's absolutely concerning. Yeah, and like this is this is like the uh, Trustman era of the Bears, where it's like, you know, they have their press conference. Oh, we had a great week of practice. Oh, we had a great week of practice, and then they get out on the field, and it looks like trash. 
And that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, yeah, you move on from Harbaugh. He hasn't sort of, you know, lived up to his promises. But, again, who else are you going to get? Like, that's my thing. Like, there's no clear favorite. So it's like if settling gets you 10 wins in a random bowl game, well, then that's not that bad of a way to settle until there's some kind of clear favorite to replace him. But, like, right now with all this kind of just, like, What's the panic, point of that settling, though? What's the point of that of that settling? Why not, why not try to rebuild the program and try to get back up to where you can fight against the Nick Sabans and the Dabo Sweeney's of the world? Why would why would you want to settle for ten wins? That's what we've had for the past four seasons. I just think they're too far behind at this point to make up ground. How so? Just they haven't. They live on this tradition. It's like it's like people who were like Bears fans. Like we hang on this like eighty five Bears. It was great ever. This great era, and we just hang on to the past. So it's like like well, let's focus on the now. Yeah. So it's like, in my opinion, like um, like Harbaugh still has him in the past. Yeah. You know so you're I'm saying that like no coach is going to come in and have success right away yeah, in the, in the they, current structure of Michigan's just, roster. They're just too far behind the curve when it comes to championship programs. See, uh, the, the only argument I would make, you say, they, they get the 10 wins with Harbaugh all the time. And like the only argument I make is if you look back, you, you can get those 10 wins with, with a Brady Hoke. You don't need to be paying a guy, uh, be, making him the third highest paid guy, just to win, just to win ten games. I mean, that's not that's not what you should be paying him for. And you should be paying him to get to a college football playoff. And that's what Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, the two guy, two of the guys that are higher paid than him, have done consistently. Yeah. And that's what you need to do. And I know the first three years, you know, it wasn't realistic. It was not realistic for him to make it to the there wasn't the team playoff. in place to make it in the no, football playoff. But we saw it in year two with not his guys. That that that's what we were gonna get. This this was uh, after year two. I was told this is what Michigan football is going to be, and Harbaugh said that. Don Brown said that. Players said that. And we we just haven't seen that. We haven't seen we haven't seen anything new that is, that is uh, that has changed Michigan football in any way. In that. So, like you say, they're they're stuck. He's stuck in his old ways. You need to get somebody in there who's not stuck in their old ways, and a guy that is that is forward thinking when it comes to offense. And somebody, I mean, I think Don Brown could cut it as a defensive coordinator. Absolutely, Abs- he absolutely could. I think it's more likely that you see Josh Gaddis get get removed before you see Don Brown get removed. Yeah, from the I, I program. would say so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. It is what it is. Yeah, it's just not. It's just right now. It's not a. It's not great for Michigan football. I mean, Urban Meyer is getting brought up into conversations. He's getting said, asked. He just said no. Yeah, he just said I would, no. I, he's a better. He's a better Urban, coach. Than, if Urban ever became coach of UM, it would be hard for me to root for UM. Well, it really, would get a better be. coach. <laughs> you would. You would. Yeah. That'd and be, that'd be, that'd be no, tough. it would be. That it would be. Like, it would have to be really tough having an Ohio State, not Ohio like State guy necessarily, but of my soul, mm-hmm. based upon just my hatred for Urban himself, and then obviously, yes, yeah, ties to Ohio State. That mm-hmm. would. Be I, like, I like the idea of. I like the idea of hiring. Uh, uh, you you mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but Bill Benbaugh, the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, yeah. just bring a new guy in there. He seems to be loving the air raid offense. Might as well do something different and get on the curve with the rest of college football and just air the ball out and not try to ground and pound because obviously that didn't work against Wisconsin on Saturday. So you yeah. might as well just have a change of pace. Just say, hey, let's get a new face in there. It doesn't need to be a Michigan man. He's surrounded by Michigan men in front of him. There's Michigan. There's a hundred thousand Michigan men and women all in the stadium. Why does it need to be a Michigan man having? be head coach yeah i've i've never understood that whole mantra of getting a michigan man in is going to change things because that's what they thought with jim harbaugh coming in he was going to change everything and that and you know you just 
it's just all the antics and everything that were brought up around him, I think, makes this even worse for Harbaugh yeah, because he, he really brought this on himself. It's he like, he it's set like these in, expectations. It's like back in um, when LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh had the conference. Not this, one, not, not two, two not, three, not three, not four. Yeah, all when, you have, when you have pre, before anything is done, when you hype up yourself like that and mm-hmm. don't come through, people are going to make fun of you. Yeah. And Harbaugh has, is rightfully okay, so. Okay, but you're not going to come in and be like, hey, yeah, we're going to. We're gonna go five hundred every like you're gonna oversell yourself. Well, oh, I I totally understand that, but you can't you can't not say he took some of these things. You, I mean, sleeping at a kicker, sleeping over at a kicker's house, it doesn't even start for the team anymore. It was, a, it was a big kicker that they really wanted to get. He's not even on the roster. Like doing those kinds of things is a little silly and it's a little over the top. Those are the types of things. Making a song, who's got it better than us? Well, a lot of a lot of programs in college football have it better. than I mean, you. that's a just kind of that's just like but him you're being bringing him, though. yeah, but you're bringing that. Uh, you're bringing the attention on you, and so when you have all of this attention, you are expected to perform better. You can't bring this. You you can't just have this attention, and when you're not doing good, as uh, be, just be surprised that that you're getting uh, you're getting dragged through the mud in, in the media. For all be- the criticism you can give to Nick Saban and Bill Belichick mm-hmm. for being bad with the media, whenever they get defeated, they admit it, and they say and they come out and they say, "Hey, you know, they beat us. They got the best of us." We haven't really seen that from Harbaugh. Yes, he said in the press conference uh, post the Wisconsin game that they had a better scheme than we have, but I really haven't seen him personally take ownership for this program not necessarily meeting the expectations that he had for it. We might not necessarily know the name of a guy that's out there that could replace Harbaugh, but there are guys, it doesn't have to be a big name. It doesn't have to be a guy that is a household name. It has to be a guy that knows how to run an offense because once you get an offensive guy in there that knows what he's doing in this new in this new wave of, like you say, air raid offense, yeah. and once you get a guy like that with that kind of mind mindset in there, you're going to see better things from the offense. And I, like I said on the, on the sh- on the after the whistle this week, um, as far as a locker room guy goes, and as a player, players coach goes, I mean Harbaugh just—it seems like everybody loves him. And he looks the part. Yeah, that is great. That part of Harbaugh, you wouldn't want to change, wouldn't want to trade for anybody. Now, when you're on the sidelines coaching, however, there's a lot of different things that need to be changed offensively, and he's too stubborn to change it. And we're going through this in Michigan State right now, but it's different because we have our coach wasn't going out making headlines about our about our team being great, and we're not a football school, so it doesn't. It's not that big of a deal to the Michigan State program that that Mark D'Antonio is a little slow. He's a little behind the curve. That that doesn't hurt as much, but when you're Michigan. And I know you said earlier today that you're, you, Michigan's turning into the, the face of mediocrity, but that's not what Michigan football is, and that's not that's, what it should be. Yeah. And so that, that's just I, – I think if – I know Harbaugh's a good guy, and I know the name is, so, is super sexy at Michigan, and I know that that is what Michigan wants, but I just I, – I, I haven't – you haven't shown me enough in four – this is your fifth year. You haven't shown me anything that – that proves that this is going to get better over time. To uh, to bring this back full circle with your TV show ana- analysis, this TV show might get canceled pretty soon here if things don't change. If things don't change, this TV show might the network just might just cut it. Yeah, they might just cut it. They might just cut it. Might have to cut it after uh, five seasons. Because you see, you see mediocre college coaches hang around all the time. So yeah, oh be, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what what makes this situation any different? Like, it's Michigan. What? Big at I big get, at I big schools. That, at big schools, they don't hang around. Mediocre coaches don't hang around for long. How I, mean, I think I think he's got more clout to like count, to counterbalance that. Like, let's just look at Les Miles real quick. Okay, Les Miles won ten games all the time for LSU. But guess what? He couldn't beat Bama, so they got rid of him. And 
So that's that's where you're at now with with Harbaugh. He's he's winning ten games all the time. But guess what? He can't beat Ohio State. He can't beat, he can't beat Ohio Wisconsin State. On the road. He can't, yeah, you can, he can't win big games in general. At least Les was win, winning some big games in the SEC for for a time in and time out. I mean, now you got now you got Coach O. So that's LSU fans are probably a little happier. But Les Miles was one of the best coaches in college football. He had one of the best records when he got fired. And LSU fans are pretty darn happy. And I'm sure most of them didn't even know a lot about Coach O. And he wasn't that that he wasn't that well known. I didn't know who he was when he got no, me neither. When he when he got hired, they, they he had about him down in the swamp. Probably, the, yeah. I mean, down there. They, like but like as religion. far as national, as far as it nationally goes, the national scope of things, I didn't know he coached at USC. I didn't know he had this this cup of tea here or there at some other places. And so, uh, and he seems to be working out really well in LSU. That's the kind of thing that Michigan's got to stumble into. And you know what? Maybe Gaddis, maybe Gaddis is a little smarter. Maybe. Just promoting him to the to the head coach like they did with Lincoln Riley uh, in, in Oklahoma when they when they got rid of Irwin Stoops retired. Maybe doing that's better. Maybe he is a smart enough mind, but and and Harbaugh's just holding onto the reins too much right now. But it, I I will stay under the impression that Jim Harbaugh is not good enough to be this Michigan football coach until he proves me otherwise. I would agree with so that. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just I'm just done caring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I'm, like, yeah. They, they just I'm probably making broke. a bigger like, deal of yeah. this than it, than it's it becoming, needs to be. Like, but I as just, Michigan fans, it's kind of becoming an assumption now that we're going to lose these big games, which is yeah. a sad state to be in for the Michigan program. I mean, two weeks ago, I was I knew we were losing to Michigan. Michigan State, that is. And now, I, it's a toss-up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a toss real up. toss-up. Because, toss I mean, the defenses are going to be great in that game. Yeah. And, I mean, let's the move. defense looked really good. Uh, this past Saturday, yeah. traveling to Northwestern, that looked really tough good. place to play. They won thirty-one to ten. Brian Lewerke had a serviceable game. Yeah, two hundred and twenty-eight yards, three touchdowns. Can't you ask know. for more than that from my boy that's, Legs Lewerke. That's pretty much the best you're gonna get out of Brian Lewerke. Elijah, Con- Elijah Collins looked great again. He is a stud. He, He's a stud. I, as a true freshman, I mean, I hadn't, I wasn't hearing much about him during camp and uh, the spring, any of the spring stuff that was going on and. Uh, I mean, it, it just seemed like everything that I was reading that Ladarius Jefferson and uh, Hayward were going to take the majority yeah. of the snaps at running back. And Collins is just, he he looks like what, uh, he kind of reminds me of L.J. Scott a little bit. Oh, yeah. little. I was going to say from, that. From yeah. that year. We, like the, a power running his emergence, with the, yeah, yeah, his emergence that, that L.J. Scott had that I can't. Uh, Whatever that, happened to him. He couldn't. He couldn't hold on to the ball. He was. Oh, it was so bad, man. He was such a dynamic runner at Michigan State. I mean, he was going to be he like a first round so pick. Hard, yeah. They they projected him as a first round pick after. Uh, he was like going to be the next Michigan year. State back behind like Le'Veon Bell yeah. was going to be like a legacy. Pick. Yeah. yeah, and it was supposed to be like this whole trend, and now hopefully Collins can pick that up. But no, the the, the offense looked a lot better. I'm never going to be worried about this defense at all. The, no. the defense looks great every single possession. It seems like. I mean, they're going to let. They're going to. The other offense is going to score once in a while, so I'm not I'm not too worried about ten points, even though it's Northwestern. But what do you think about Joe Backy as a first round pick in the, in the draft here? I've always thought he was a little undersized. Okay, um, I think Kenny Willick is a for sure number one or first round pick. The the things he can do on the edge, I mean, he's yeah. so quick off the edge mm-hmm. for a former walk on. And guys like that who bring like, speed off the edge get huge hype heading into the draft. So yeah. it would not surprise me if he ends up getting projected to be like a top 10. I pick. mean just going off of last year, I mean Rashawn Gary did nothing yeah. last year and he I mean I still liked him going into the draft. Right. I thought he looked good cuz he got a lot of a lot of triple teams last year and double teams and uh 
It, but we saw Chase Winovich fall off last yeah, year exactly. in the draft. He fell to the third round. Great steal by the Patriots. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. he he's looks he looked phenomenal in the preseason. So far this year, he looks good. So I think Joe Backy might be that next Chase Winovich. Yeah, he I could think. he could possibly be there. It's a great I mean, linebacker name too. Yeah, very simple. And if uh, Willikus, if he he might fall to the second, maybe yeah. I, you just never you just never know. There's there's a there's pretty good depth on the on the edge uh, with edge rushers. I think in this year's draft, so you never know. But I think he's a first round talent. Whoever gets him would be great. But Bocce, I think he's a he's a really good linebacker and he's he's really led this linebacker unit for like three years now yeah and he's done a great job i was surprised he didn't go pro last year Mm -hmm. and um you know getting another year under your belt this defense is definitely primed for for a big year as a michigan state fan are you at all worried about this next weekend being a trap game because you have home against indiana before traveling to ohio state yeah, that, it's it's going to be tough, you know. Uh, I think a couple years ago Indiana got us, but that was a that was a bad Michigan State team a couple years ago. This isn't. A, I don't think this is a bad Michigan State. No, team. and I, I think I really do think the offense is better than last year. I, I do I do think that. It's just it has to. It it all relies on the offensive line and how they do. And I don't think I don't know if uh, Indiana's defense will give us too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's home against Indiana, you said, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we brought in Arizona State and we lost that game, so I don't know. But I don't, I don't think Indiana has the defense necessarily to really give us too many fits Dude, with that I, offensive line. So, but have you ever watched those Tom Allen videos that I've sent? And you? you love you love the head coach at Indiana, and he. I was and, talking to Harvey about him too. He's a he's a dog. He's gonna have yeah. them boys ready. He will. He will. I, every video, every hype video before every game, he is he's ready to go out there and kill somebody, and he gets those boys ready to run through a brick wall. There are not a lot of quarterbacks that are worse than Brian Lewerke is, but Peyton Ramsey might be one of them. I hate to say it for our man Harvey. He's yeah, a he did, all of our classes, I remember watching Peyton him Ramsey a couple times last year. I think not impressive. Was it last year that Indiana had a chance to beat Michigan and he like might have thrown a pick or something? Yeah. It, it was something like that yeah. last year. I remember watching. He, him. Made, yeah, he, he makes guys like so, John O'Corn look. Yeah, decent. and so so this Michigan State defense should should really take care of, ter, take care of Indiana, especially at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I'm not going to expect more than ten points. If the offense can get thirteen. That's awesome. We're gonna win. That's awesome. So that's 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 my mindset going into most weeks. If we can get thirteen to twenty points, I think we'll be. Sounds okay. like you're the Chicago Bears. Yeah. How's Indiana's run game look? Um, I'm checking that out right now. Is, I, is that where Jordan Howard went? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Tevin Coleman. Oh yeah, Tevin Coleman went there. That was that's RBU. That's what I'm saying. A little bit, a little bit. About RBU, do we want to shift over to like national college football stuff now? Yeah, we can do that. We let's talk real quick. Joe and I, we watched the uh, the shootout in yep. Pac-12 at night. Uh, <laughs> Washington after dark, Pac-12 crazy. after dark. Washington State and UCLA seemingly over in the yeah. third quarter at forty nine twenty seven. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> I I tell Joe, hey, you can watch this game. I'm going to sleep. And I come out after brushing my teeth, and I see, oh, it's <laughs> like a two-score game all of a sudden. Okay, so I keep watching, and UCLA comes back and wins. It was like a, it was a really fun game to watch. It <laughs> it really, I had I I don't think I've had that much fun watching a game that I don't care about either of the teams. <laughs> I've I had so much fun watching that game. There were so many big plays. Who was it? Anthony Gordon or? Yeah, well, the, he's a Wazoo's quarterback. Yeah, Wazoo's quarterback set the record. He yep. beat G Minshew's record of seven cor- uh, seven touchdowns last year. With nine, nine touchdowns nine in 570 in yards effort. in a losing effort. How? And can we just can we just emphasize the fact that in his profile picture on ESPN.com, Anthony Gordon has a hat on backwards. Like in the in the little picture, you know how they have like the little headshots of guys and their the stab bios. He's got a backwards hat on. 
How awesome is that? Dude, that's a baller move. That's a baller move. He's move. been waiting his turn. Like, he's been on the bench behind mm-hmm. these guys, Luke Falk, Gardner Minshew, and now he's like, let's sort of rock and roll. But no, I really like that uh, UCLA kid, Dorian Thompson Robinson, too. Yeah. Who oh, is Thompson a, Robinson. Yeah, yeah, I called him Thomas Robinson. He had 500 I think, yards, too. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I think he's like a true sophomore. I think he was a freshman last year, so year two with Chip Kelly. Um, yeah, you're right. True sophomore. Yeah, nice no, call. It was, it he's was unbelievable. Just a, he is a little small, like we talked about. Yeah. He might trans, six one one ninety seven. Don't love translating to the end. I mean, he like Kyler looked small last year, and he looks even smaller than Kyler. And that, he, that was just a, against he's got an Washington. Arm, yeah, he does have a he like and like you were saying, he likes to throw the ball more than he does run. But that was just a ton of fun. Joe's always been telling me I need to watch more college football and like and really expand my horizons when it comes to watching just out, out outside the box games and watching this one really. It uh, it opened my eyes a little bit. Maybe beauty. maybe Joe isn't too crazy. That's the beauty. Now of when he's watching, football. now when he's watching Maction every Thursday night, Whoa. Wednesday, Tuesday night, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Come on now, come Whoa. on now. I'm watching Maction with Dude, it, Pat it, McAfee. It's ju- it's just as like chaotic. Like anything could happen. You don't know. You can think a team has it in the bag, like we would have thought Washington State did, and then UCLA just does some I, like I, bat I, cra- you know yeah, crazy I, stuff. I could and not it's believe. Like, Whoa, we got ourselves a ball game. And there's like a billion yards of offense combined. Like it was great. I thought I thought Washington football. State. If it's it got to overtime, if it got to overtime, I was really sure that Washington State was going to get to a thousand yards. I I thought for sure that I think they ended up with like seven hundred ninety, seven twenty, seven twenty, seven twenty. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's the that's the beauty of college football is you never know what could happen. Something like that could happen, or it could be a punting contest, and you get like yeah. a a two to three final, and it was still unbelievable. Yeah. You know, UCLA had the kick return and the punt return that yep. were wild, and it was just it. And everything Wazoo, just kind of went right for them. And, and then the Wazoo had those uh, all anthracite uniforms. Those looking, were nice. Sharp. Th- those those jerseys were solid. Mm-hmm. It was all in all a great uh, a great night of watching some football. Absolutely. And then Joe, you had uh, before we shift over to NFL, you wanted to talk about how there might potentially be three SEC teams in the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, just just like thinking, like if you look at the top, the four like the four best teams, the top four best teams, sorry, yes, <laughs> in uh, college football, who could argue is realistically probably Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Georgia, LSU could you could maybe interchange a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they both have top ten wins, so that's big, but. Georgia's kind of just always Georgia. Mm-hmm. We haven't really. And they looked great against. Yeah, they looked we great against Notre. We and not ex- great, but they looked good against Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, we weren't expecting to see this kind of offense come out of LSU. Like we all knew Joe Burrow was good, but not you know this good for this kind of new mm-hmm. new system of offense to really get get cooking and and be lighting up the scoreboard to keep along with the likes of Tua. Yeah, and the and the defense looks legit in LSU, and the defense always looks legit in Georgia. And so, yeah, it's, it's very possible that the three best te- three of the four best teams in college football could come from the SEC. But unfortunately, with the way that we have the what are conferences. The, what, what are the divisions in the SEC? I'm going to look it up right now. I think LSU and Bama are in the same one. That would make sense. And Georgia's, think- Georgia's in the opposite one because Georgia yeah. and Bama always end up playing in the – in the uh, SEC championship, yeah, I think. So, I mean, so that, that's that's what hurt, that's what sucks. And Bama LSU have a game this year, like like always. They always play in the season, being divisional opponents, and so that always hurts when you have. I mean, they're going to go into that game probably being the two and four, number two and number four teams in the country, and we could maybe come out of that game not thinking any less or any more of either one of those teams, but 
that could really be the difference from keeping one team out of the college football playoff than the other. Yeah, Georgia's in the Georgia's in the East, and the only team that looks like that has a chance of beating them is Florida. And then the SEC mm-hmm. West has Alabama, Auburn, LSU, uh, A&M. A&M. Pretty, pretty stacked on the West side. But yeah, Alabama and LSU are going to have to play each other later this year. It is great to see, It's going to be great to see that game. It's probably going to be the number one college football game of the season. However, that one loss is going to hurt whoever loses that game and put their resume out. And Maybe that's the reason why you wouldn't see three teams from the SEC in the college football playoffs. So here's about the only way I can imagine they get three teams in is if Georgia loses a game to somebody in the regular season, but still wins their division. Yeah. Bama runs the table, so they beat LSU, and that's at only that's LSU's only loss. And then Georgia beats Bama in the SEC championship game. I think you could necessarily with those three teams only all only having one loss, I think you could make a very compelling argument that, it's that Georgia, they, Alabama, LSU in that order. Yeah, Georgia, yeah. Bama, LSU. Or Bama, Georgia, LSU. I don't it doesn't matter who And then I, you have Georgia and Bama in the two three and LSU and Clemson in the one four. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could to- I could totally see that happening. But you know, if Oklahoma goes undefeated and runs the table and wins the Big Twelve, it's gonna be hard not to put them yeah, in. Well, and, the- and then you have Ohio State. What if they run the table and win the Big Ten? They could get in. And so I think that I think those two those two teams could definitely especially if they go undefeated, I think the committee will probably favor getting another team from a different conference in there rather than a one last team, even though I think LSU, because I think LSU will probably end up being the odd team out. It's going to be LSU or Bama, I think, being the odd team out. I really think Georgia has the best chance of getting in just because they only have to play one of those games, the uh, one of those big-time big, big time games, whether it be. Yeah. And so uh, getting Ohio State in there, Oklahoma in there, uh, I think they could definitely get the edge for sure. Looking at Oklahoma's schedule, they do travel to Kansas State. That's going to be a tough game. Uh but other than, I mean, they travel to, they they are home against Texas, but those are their only two games on their schedule currently that are against ranked opponents. So unless they if unless they screw up one of those two games, Iowa State's frisky too, but yeah. unless they screw up one of those two games, they're probably going to go undefeated and win the Big 12. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like if, with the playoff, like currently still sitting, obviously at four teams, it's called Power Five. So you're always you're always gonna like one conference is not gonna be happy if it's gonna just be mm-hmm. you know like your conference champion boom put them in. Well, shoot, the like, Pac-12 get I mean they don't even get much love. That's what I'm saying. So it's like unless it were to be six teams, you know, where you could do your top two seeds get a bye, and then you do all your Power Five conference winners and an at large, and or it could be called the UCF seed. But um, like because. You know, if like the way it sits, it may as well just be the top four teams. Give me the four best because no one's gonna be happy regardless. But, even if you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. No, like, and then if the only the only trouble is if you just say the best four teams. Well, how do you know? Because like you're gonna have Oklahoma fans. Well, I don't hope that didn't sound too bad. You're gonna have Oklahoma fans uh, if they go 12 and 0 and with a conference championship under their belt. They say, listen, we we put in this conference championship because we couldn't get into the playoff before. We have it in there now. And you're still not going to let but us the pro- in. But the and so, problem and is, so, and then you're going to argue how is it? How is a 12 and 0 team worse than a team that already has a loss on the schedule? You're you're just going to get those arguments. What? While you and I may think on paper that yes, LSU is still the better team, the committee is going to put into a is puts in more to more to that than just what we see on the field. Unfortunately, no. And I, I think going to I think going to eight is the perfect solution. Yeah, and I know you can't have like the the past you know, account for, but we know that, like, say a, a Big 12 team, 
even against like an ACC team, if it say Clemson, they're gonna get their tail whipped. Like if they just don't stand a chance because there's just not a defense there. No, there's and no not. one wants to see that. Like, give me the two, give me a competitive game as opposed to you know putting in a Big Twelve champion, but then knowing that they're just gonna get like blown out the water. Where maybe if you start you know a six or something like that, you have them play the lower seed. Maybe there's a chance they yeah. move on. They start carrying this momentum. Well, then maybe we could see something exciting. I with, guess yeah. yeah. W- go, with your theoretical uh, eight team playoff right now, it would be the four teams that we mentioned already: Ohio State and Oklahoma probably is that five and six, and then you're looking at for the seven and eight is probably a fight between Auburn, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and Florida. That's those are some pretty. That, and Notre Dame, Auburn, yeah. Notre Dame proved to me that they can they can hang with a, yeah. with a top team. So I mean, getting Notre Dame in there, and last year. One th- I was listening to, uh, gosh, I think it was Bruce Feldman on Ryan Rosillo's podcast. Uh, Notre Dame actually lost by less to Clemson than Bama did in the college football playoff last year. And so, while that's not, that, that's a bit yeah, of a misleading a stat, 22. but it's it still shows that, I mean, hey, Notre Dame's no slouch, and Bama got just as, they got their doors blown off just as bad as, as a team like Notre Dame did, so... Maybe putting in eight teams might be a little too much because you're like you said, you might get a bad matchup, especially in those one to eight, two to seven, two and yeah, seven well, matchups. There'd, there'd have to be some kind of buy because that's what that's why I like the six is your mm-hmm. top two would get a buy and then your four play the you know, the there two has semis. to be some sort of reward for being one of the two best yeah. teams, yeah, yeah. I, so I guess because I, I mean, because like, bowl season, eight, you know, I don't yeah. know where you would go with that, but that's the thing too. You could just like, run it, you would just I think you would just run it the same way, you well, would because I think. The way I've kind of mapped it out is that it's a three-week bowl season. So the first week of bowl games, you play the semifinal or the the quarterfinals. the The second week, where we're playing the New Year's or the New Year's Six bowls happen, that's where you play the semis, and then you get the finals. Uh, well, you could even say time. too that like with one and eight and two and seven matchups, you could have three, six, four, five be on a neutral field, and have one, eight, two, seven be on that um, at Bama at Clemson, at Bama, whoever at Clemson. Yeah. So theoretically, Auburn would have to travel to Alabama to get the Alabama faithful all all yeah. behind them. That's well, that's probably a pretty big advantage. And here's what I don't understand too is there's already a football playoff insist like a play a football playoff system. In place, it's called the FCS. Yeah, Why I don't. Can't yeah. they just adopt That's that? So it works it, every single set up. year. They have a sixteen. They've been doing it that way for yeah. years. You even want to look at a Division two playoff. Yeah, it's the it same wor- way. FBS is the only Division one. FBS is the only uh, the only uh, sport Not without a playoff. I mean, you so look at baseball, a- basketball. Every single every single one of those has a as a bracketed playoff system, and. I mean, it's a four playoff. It's a four team playoff system, yeah, but it's but, like, but it's four. You're you're not getting any. You're you're not getting enough uh, sample size, I guess. Yeah, because I, again, I would a say team, yeah. a, a ten seed could could get hot and just carry that momentum, and we can get like a you know an unthinkable champion, kind of like what the 07 New York Giants coming as a wild yeah. card yeah. and beat the sixteen and zero Patriots. Maybe Auburn goes into get, goes into Bama and knocks them off. That's who, who knows? That's gonna that's gonna be exciting football, and yeah. that's gonna put more asses in seats. But I think that makes sense. You know, you give the one of the two seeds the home yeah. field advantage. You give them at least some sort of advantage for earning the sure, one. Absolutely, of the two. You get that incentive. yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's move on from college football for now. Let's move over to the NFL, uh, where a couple of Big wins again in the NFC North for our for our two teams. The Lions going in to Philadelphia and getting the win, uh, 27-24. Just barely again, say. though. Yeah, just, just barely, barely again. Oh, oh yeah, win. hey, no, 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 no,
Oh yeah, I mean I was Philadelphia for that the entire time. Philadelphia was trying to lose that game. We didn't win it. We did not win that game. <laughs> Philadelphia lost that game 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, like that last play, I thought that was good defense by Melvin and then he showed a replay. He just went off his fingertips. They went off the receivers. They had yeah. like seven drops. <laughs> the receivers had seven drops. The Aguilar Dallas fumbled. Goddard it literally was like right he it was, just fumbled it through they, his hands. They ended up scoring anyways <laughs> yeah. on that possession. But yeah, that one was dropped so that didn't really change too much, but the Nelson Aguilar fumble, the two fumbles he had. Yeah. I mean, he looked awful in that game. Except when he got in the second half and then he had a big touchdown run. But it I don't know. It's just it, it it was just a weird game. I'm glad the Lions won. Didn't give up a sack for the second straight week. I was impressed at how good the secondary of the Lions looked without Darius Slay. Yeah, they really did. They, they did. were without I thought, him for the most of the second half, mm-hmm. and he then they looked fine. And an injury update on him: the only person not practicing, the only two people not practicing today were Amendola and Daniels. Oh, so okay. everybody else was practicing. Okay, that's a good sign. And if Daniels is out, we played with Daniel. I don't think he played more than one possession no, last week. Yeah. I think he was out. He, I think he rolled the his ankle. The line is the first good possession. enough that you don't need Daniels. to It would be, be nice to have that depth, but you know what? If we don't have him. Yeah, he, it, it doesn't look like he's the Mike Daniels of old either. And then offensively, we might have a we might have an All Pro center here in Frank Ragnow. He is he a is, stud. He is a stud. You see that block he had on Flet, on the on the touchdown that Carryon Johnson ran in. The block he had just washing out Fletcher Cox. It oh, was no, it was I all missed, over I must Twitter. Have that. He he's he's the number one run blocking center in football according to Pro Football Focus right now. We have number a number one. I can't believe the line we've been able to develop uh, with Glasgow and Dahl? Ragnow. D- Dahl. Joe, Dahl. Joe Dahl was just a guy in the depth chart that was just there. Just I watched as a second, him. I watched string. him two years ago and he was like he he was like a what do you what do you call those kind of doors i don't know he was just like a revolving that. door he was, a revolving yeah door. it was a revolving door he was just he just let guys buy him every i mean he was just getting blown over every single it was the jets it was the jets second and third units that were just destroying him a couple years ago as a rookie and he looks amazing he looks he so good. much better so now. solid he doesn't he doesn't let up anything inside granted the rushing attack could have been better it could have been better but yeah. that was that's the eagles uh, that's the that, second week in a row stafford hasn't been sacked yeah and but that's the eagles mo uh, uh, on defense they they uh, pride themselves on stopping the run. It seems like, especially with they had some injuries in the passing game. They're one of the worst teams uh, covering the pass this year. I think they ranked thirty yeah. first in passing. Yeah, and so going into that game, you know, the offense looked good. I, I, uh, as as far as blocking goes, I thought Carryon picked up a really good block on like one of the first plays of the game. Yeah, that Stafford. I mean, it looked like Stafford was going to get hit. He picked up the block. You gotta love yeah. Marvin Jones. Marvin Mar- Jones just a model he, of consistency. And you know, Kenny Galladay didn't even have a good game. I think he had like two catches. Well, yeah, he wasn't really thrown to. But yeah, no, Marvin Jones. Yeah. yeah, it's that's the thing. You you show me that set on Monday. Um, Galladay, Jones, Hawkinson, and Amendola have all had one touchdown, hundred yard games, and that's the first time a team has had four receivers. Do that in a three game span. I, that's a that's surprising. That's the first time yeah. this happened. But I, yeah, that surprised I'm, me too. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm, I love that as a Lions fan to see that you can just pick your poison. If you're not gonna, if you're gonna double Galladay, mm-hmm. you're gonna leave Jones open. And Jones look and Jones didn't look his best the first couple of weeks. And so, getting this big game out of out of Marvin Jones, it's a guy, boost confidence. Yeah, absolutely. a guy that uh, I think he's only got a couple more years of guaranteed money on the yeah. kind. This might be the last year of his guaranteed money, actually. And so this is this is a big year for him. He wants the Lions to pick up that contract, and that that'd be big. I, I can't remember if it was a four or five year deal they signed him to. 
And yeah, it looks like it is. Um, so he's on a five-year deal. Okay. So uh, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2021. So we yeah. still have him under contract for two years. Okay. But yeah, I'd love to re-sign him. I think, I it, to my opinion, he, he's always been a model of consistency. Mm-hmm. He's never going to be your number one receiver, but he's a great deep threat, great hands. Seems like a pretty good locker room guy, pretty good leadership yeah. guy. I would not mind having Marvin Jones finish his career in Detroit. And for what we're paying him, we're kind of paying him like a number one guy. And so, but it doesn't I mean, really hurt us. Six and a half million, like kind of. He's yeah. like he's right on that borderline of being yeah. one and two yeah. in terms of receivers but mm-hmm. yeah he's that consistency that you get from him always knowing you're gonna be able to oh, count yeah, on him absolutely. when you don't have Galladay and Amendola and Hawkinson who's kind of disappeared over the past two weeks mm-hmm. is is nice it's I nice think they've have. used Hawkinson more in the in the uh block. blocking yeah, yeah they've used him a, Decker. they've yeah. had they've had to use him a lot more and I think I think uh Bevel's noticed that, and Jesse James has played solid in the in right. the tight yeah. end role as far as going out. He had out the, and he had the game ceiling catch against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that was that. Nick, that was big. I've, I've liked what I've seen out of Nick Bowden as a as a fullback. That hurdle he had. That, that was came insane. Out of nowhere. I was not expecting that because yep. like when Ebron did it a couple times, it's like yeah, the first time was surprising, but then it's like you kind of expected that Ebron with Nick Bowden. I did not expect Nick Bowden to have that kind of hop. No, not at all. I don't think we had a good uh, a good uh, fullback. Gosh, I'm gonna have to remember his name here. Um, was it Jerome Felton? Maybe I think something that that sounds familiar. Yeah, I, think I remember he was the last back good when I fullback. First started watching um, Lions football. Mm-hmm. We used Kevin Jones kind oh, of yeah. as a fullback, and uh-huh. he was pretty good, but yeah. he wasn't like a full on like. I think it was fullback like Nick Bowden is. Yeah, and Bowden's looks good in the running game, and obviously I wasn't expecting them when when he got the pass. I was I said out loud, "Oh, here's a run," and they ran a play action. They actually threw it to him, and that that was kind of surprising to see. One thing I do want to bring up before we move on to the Bears: uh, rumors out there for the Lions that they may be bringing in Jalen Ramsey if he's available. Uh, they're, they're one of the teams, as yeah. as well as Philadelphia and Kansas City, that have been rumored. Baltimore, too. Baltimore has now, okay. Ooh. Baltimore's rumored. So three already, uh, four already pretty good defenses. Three elite, or two elite defenses, I would say, in, in, um, uh, in Baltimore and Detroit, I think, of top top of the line defenses yeah. in the league. And, and they're and they're bad at this point. The corner the cornerbacks when they're all healthy. If you look at Slay Melvin, uh, Justin Coleman looked great on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then you add you add Ramsey to that. Come on, that's that's the new that's the new Legion of Boom. Yeah, I and I, what it is. I've mentioned it before. I don't know if I mentioned it on here. I would give up a first and a second, a first this year and a second next year for him. I think I think that's a no brainer. You get you get one of the best corners in the league for a draft pick that is going to probably fall in the 20s if you're going to be good. And you're not going to find a guy in the 20s as good as Ramsey, more than likely. It's going to be very tough to do that. And so if you just give up that pick, you give up a second Plus, rounder. Plus, if your corners are that good, the rest of your defense kind of falls into place. Yeah, too. and it helps. It uh, it gives your D-line more time to get get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. It, it, it does a lot. It, it helps both. It helps a lot both ways. And so, uh, Do you have I any think, Lions thoughts before we go to, before we go to Bears? Because you get to watch him a lot, at least. Eh, Sometimes. I, I mean, you probably watch the Baltimore KC game. Baltimore yeah. KC, yeah. NFC North, 7 0 1 against non NFC North teams. We should be 8 0. Probably the best should division be in football. Should, should be 8 0. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Again, probably the best division in football. Right yeah, now. that's. I've, I've been saying that this is easily the best division in football. Now, obviously, injury bugs have gotten a little bit to, to Detroit early, but like, no, if everyone performs to how they should based upon these first couple weeks that we have seen, yeah, this would be an awesome. An awesome division. It will be. And Easily uh, two playoff teams out of it. Absolutely. I think so, too. I don't I think see how one of them wild cards doesn't come out. Because 
the second the second place team is still going to be like a ten win team. Yeah, you would assume. I I, I think right now, uh, I think the Packers have certain. I'm I'm still not buying the Vikings. I'm not buying. Nope. As long as Kirk Cousins is their quarterback, they have a very very low ceiling. Like the dude threw ten passes and they beat Atlanta. Like I know, like that's you can't rely on the running game that well, much. And, and even too, like Dalvin Cook, can he stay healthy? Yeah, that's we haven't why seen I'm it. not sold on them either. We haven't seen him stay if healthy. He goes ever. down that offense, goes, That's what I'm saying. Oh. If they're going to be using him as frequently as yeah. they are, and he's had a proven history of not staying healthy, uh-huh. and it really sucks because Stefan Di- Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen are two top. Wide receivers yeah, in this league, made NFL top well, 100. Even, yeah. even yeah. Kyle Rudolph, if Kyle Rudolph, healthy, yeah, could he's be been an elite he, tight end. his production's gone down in the past few years. But yeah, I mean, when when you have a solid tight end like that, and you have you have weapons on the outside that they just re-signed uh, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, did. Yeah. they just signed him to, or yesterday. I yeah. think they just mm-hmm. re-signed him, and he's not going to play too big of a role. No. And he wasn't. He didn't when he was already there. But I, I just. A lot of the national media thinks the Vikings are legit. I got I got to see more of it because, um, and even the Packers, like uh, uh, listening to Ryan Rosillo and Chris Long talk about the Packers-Vikings game, they said Rodgers looked great. He looked good for a quarter. They didn't score after that. But Green Bay's also not really faced a, I would say, a top 10 offense yet. I don't think. No, they Cause, haven't cause either. They faced, they've gotten wins against the Bears, Denver, Sorry. And, no, that's, and Minnesota. As of right now, that's it. As of right now, yeah. Chicago's not a top 10 yeah. defense. Joe Flacco is for no, sure offense. not a, a top 10 offense. offense. Yeah. They're top they 10 defense. Sure, they're top 10 <laughs> defense. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I misspoke. My, my mistake. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. And then they have to face they have to face Joe Flacco and Kirk Cousins back to back. Like that's, that's we're we're not going to get a proper test of what Green Bay is until they face the Lions. Until they face the Lions, uh, I believe they have. So based on divisions, they'll face Kansas City too. Yeah. Um, and then they'll they'll face Seattle too. I believe. Yeah. So, but we'll get, they'll play some legit yeah, teams. They'll play some teams and we'll, bigger sample size. Mm-hmm. But right now they're on a they're on a fine track. Honestly. Yeah, the, the Packers look good. I mean, they're three and zero. You can't you can't discredit anything they're doing. You can discredit probably the three and zero Bills, but we don't need to talk about that. We'll we'll, we'll talk Bills about them after. Too. We'll talk about if they if they beat the Patriots this week. We'll talk about them next week on the podcast. But let's move on to your Bears. We talked about them a little bit. Uh, big win yep. against uh, against the Washington Redskins. Went in there and the defense did what the defense does. Yeah, they well, and, they looked great. And even too like. I, that that defense for Washington is better than people give them credit for. Like just looking at like their front, like their defensive line. Mm-hmm. You still have Ryan Kerrigan, um, Deron Payne. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a young guy out of Bama. Yeah. Um, in the secondary, they still have Josh Norman. Yeah, Landon Collins too is a safety. Landon John Bostick's been a, John Bostick, former Bear, was yeah, a really good. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, Montez Sweat's been yeah decent that's for them that's, yeah yeah is that the guy you were thinking of yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. he's on the line too uh, he's a rookie this year right he was yeah, yeah. yeah. he, yeah, he well, was he's lengthy he was right. the guy that ran like a four four or something in yeah the that was the guy yeah, that, that, that's hard, the guy that everybody wanted the Lions yeah. to draft yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay uh, yeah the so, Bears so, that Bears defense looked incredible well man. yeah obviously you know a, a banged up um. Washington offense, obviously. AP. I mean, Danny Trevathan got a sack without being touched by that guard. You saw that highlight, right, where he just he just yeah. stopped in his tracks and looked, and the guard looked with him, and he just ran past him for a sack. No, I that's, mean it was that that defense did exactly what it was supposed to do against an mm-hmm. offense like that. And again, the Washington defense is a lot better than people give them credit for. But I didn't think that the offense looked horrible. 
you know, they were able. Well, no, obviously, Mitch. What did he throw for? Like he was like two for, twenty for twenty six or something like that. Yeah, three touchdowns. Twenty five for thirty one. Twenty five for thirty one okay. yards. Three touchdowns. Yeah, all and interception. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was a lot of dink and dunks. It was, sure. it was it was a lot of short stuff in that. But that's what you. That's I think the farthest you can get with Mitch in an offense. And if that's if that's what's going to look then like, it helps. You know, then it kind of helps get the run game in a rhythm too. But like Mitch has the ability, the arm to go like down the field, and he says he like he likes to run out of the pocket. Like he would prefer to kind of like throw on the move. I can't remember who was saying. I was like to an interview, he was saying that that was you know what he had said. So I don't know. Like I said, it, they're they're what sitting at two and one. The division is still wide open. We don't know. They it's just, just a track record has been showed of Mitch is that Mitch is not your textbook pocket passer quarterback. If he has no, to, he's if better he's, on the move. If he's for, yeah, he's better when he's scrambling. He's better when he's when it's wild and he can make decisions like that on the flow. If he's if he's in the pocket and his first option is denied, kind of looks like he goes yeah, scatterbrained. Kind of looks like Bart Williams back there. He doesn't really like he doesn't really yeah, he know what to do. Yeah, short circuits. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that and that's uh, and that's that's also why it just it just kind of confuses me as an outsider looking in that like if if you if you see this guy if he's saying these things in the media and he says I work better rolling out of the pocket or like moving moving outside of the pocket and doing things out there and you have an offense uh, i just i go back to naggy and that i i I will probably trust his him more than i will mitch because naggy's the one instilling the offense if he's telling me that mitch might not be ready for some of these things then he might be right but if mitch but i think you are right though that that mitch does look better outside of the pocket doing those things he certainly does I just I I wonder why Nagy doesn't want him to do more doesn't run stuff that uh, that allows runs more to make that allows him to do pocket. more of that kind of well, stuff. Well, and it could be though the way that like because like don't get me wrong the offensive line is good but it could be the way that the offensive line is con- you know is constructed you can mm-hmm. only work with what you got so I don't know like I said they're two and one can't be upset went in went in um, to to Washington got out without any major injuries you know. Did what they were supposed to do, and now we get ready for uh, for Minnesota. Home game against Minnesota. Test. Kirk Cousins against that defense, man. I'm excited to see what that stat line is. What do you think? I think this is going to be a real indication of what Minnesota, Minnesota is. is. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, gonna this we're is gonna the see. test that we're looking at. Yeah, for we're Minnesota. gonna see what and Minnesota overly, is. And I'm not overly concerned about Dalvin Cook either, though. Kirk Cousins over under 82 yards passing. I think he might get to 100. Might. Over, he'll have like 120. He'll have some garbage time stuff That's where he's trying saying. to go downfield. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll have like 120. Yeah, he'll His do percentage some. percentage will be like shit dog shit. Uh-huh. He'll be like 50%, like 21 for like 43, something like that. Yeah, so it'll be awful. Be, I don't know if he'll throw the ball 43 times. All right, yeah, that that was a little much. That's a lot of that's a lot of throws. <laughs> that's a lot for my, Kirk Cousins. My, I, just, I yeah. just started going. You know, um, we we missed the the preview of the Lions and Chiefs. If we want to bounce back yeah, to can, that real yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not feeling great about the game. I, I will admit, uh, Patrick Mahomes about, is kind of scary. He, oh, he's very scary. But the Kansas City defense sucks, and their run game and their run defense sucks, and so that is what makes me feel a little better. But, but the problem is, though, well, like once, so like, okay, take defense out of the picture, because just assume that you can't really stop Patrick Mahomes. You can only kind of contain him, mm-hmm. and obviously, Casey doesn't really have much of a defense. 
Kansas City's offense is still better than Detroit's offense, so then that kind of has yeah. to make you nervous. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I'm. Uh, if we lose this game, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be mad if we lose at all. Uh, I'm, Matt Patricia. Sure. Yeah. Matt Patricia said in a press conference today, one of the passers, um, one of the one of the uh, reporters asked him if he prefers to have Mahomes keep him in the pocket or have him scrambling, and he said, "I prefer to keep Mahomes off the field." And I think that's the exact right strategy you need to have to beat a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah. You need to have a traditional ground, ground and pound. What offense. they did with the new. With he, New England, that's actually. what they did with New England. Mm-hmm. Have carry on, get 100 yards, have him run behind Ragnow and Glasgow and Dahl and all those big boys that have been doing great up front, and just control the pace of the game. Slow it down. Don't let Mahomes take the field. If you can, if you can force him to make that, you know that that no look pass and those behind the back passes. If he screws one of those up and and they're picked off. Then you're looking at a then then all of a sudden the national narrative of the media flips and you're looking at a, an undefeated Detroit team and you're looking at what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes and is it too much of a goofiness is it too much you know is it not, is it too much of not being by the book textbook quarterback stuff that's a that's a possibility there's also a possibility that Patrick Mahomes comes into Detroit and cleans our clocks and we lose by and we lose by four touchdowns and everybody's like oh same old Lions that's probably more realistic but. It could go either way with this game. See, I don't care how much we lose by. I, it's not going to change my mind about this team one bit. The Lions, That's, personally, yeah. I don't, I'm not there, going to. I'm not, not a whole lot you can do. What am I going to do? If, if he if he lights up the defense, yeah, that's what he does. He has never not scored more than thirty points in a game. Like that, he he puts up four touchdowns. He had he had four touchdowns in the second quarter. That's what I mean. Like he's like he does he does things we've never seen at at the quarterback position in the NFL. Uh, uh, just we rarely see at the quarterback position, and. It's going to be tough, but you bring up it's going to be an offense versus an offense. I do think Detroit's defense is more prepared, I guess, or not more prepared, but more well, yeah, better having, suited, having kind of better game plan suited for Kyler to already once. yeah, and better suited to get stops. I think they might be able to get more stops because they're a better defense than than Kansas exactly. City is, and so yeah. I think they could maybe stop this defense. I'm really uh, nervous few- about the Travis Kelsey matchup. The idea of Travis Kelsey having to be guarded by Jared Davis and coverage just scares me a lot. We doubled we doubled Zach Ertz all all the uh, game last week and. Did a pretty good job with them. Yeah, but Carson Wentz. The difference between Carson yeah, Wentz and Patrick Mahomes. It, it is a, it is a very is, and a difference between Travis and Kelsey and isn't Kelsey. I mean, yeah. Ertz is good, but yeah, he's not Kelsey. And so it's it's going to be it's it's a really tough matchup. You you before the season, I, this was an L on my uh, just going through the going yeah, through this. Like just, I'm already writing an L. If but we, we were the first show we talked about, we said, hey, this could be the game that people are asking for Matt Patricia to be fired because we kind of thought but that now, the Lions were going to go into it zero and three. Now they're two zero and one, should be three and zero going into this Kansas City game where they really kind of have nothing to lose. Wait, if they, they, yeah. no. if yeah, they if lose, they, if they lose, they're still in better. They're they're still in a better place than people thought they were going to be in after four games. And, and if they win, then it's like. Hey, what 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 do we got here? Yeah, you know, well, there, there might be something I mean, there if you if you as, can, and it's and it's at four field. As incompetent as Matt Patricia has been at um at managing clock and stuff, he's basically looking in a mirror with Andy Reid when it comes to yeah. that kind of a thing. So we might see some terrible coaching in this game. But if the Lions can manage to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, they have a good chance of winning this game because. Yeah. Matt Stafford's great from coming from behind. Mm-hmm. They got, I think I think you can argue that we have more weapons on offense than the Chiefs do. 
I think there's no. an argument to be made. Come on, there's a lot of no-name guys on that too. Like no if they go anywhere else, if they go anywhere Patrick else, Mahomes, there's speed. Patrick Mahomes there's makes speed, those guys but you, Did you yeah. know who those guys were before they played two weeks Michael ago? Michael Hardman, Demarcus no. Robinson. They're just like, du- they're dudes because they got they got well, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. They are not better than Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones. Those two guys, not even close. Do not do not tell me ability that they are better it's wide just receivers. Patrick okay. Mahomes makes them look they're so fast. much. They're faster in a better in a better on a better offense. There you go though. But if if it's like addition by like addition, if your quarterback is better and makes the weapons look better. Yeah, well, they're making them look better. Them- but what I'm saying is the defense might be able to stop those routes better against those not uh, not very good route runners and, and wide receivers. Okay, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Skilled. They're yes. not as skilled. Okay. That's exactly what we said. And you you shrugged your shoulder. I don't know, Jim. Like, come on. Also, there's, there's no, no way. No, there's no way. LaShawn McCoy has tended to have Detroit's number. That's that true. snow game, he destroyed Detroit. He's a bit older. He is a bit older, <laughs> and he's injured. Yeah. So, But nonetheless, that's going to be a – I, again, I'm going into that game with no expectations. If they, lo- the only disappointing thing would be if we get blown out like 42 to nothing, and then it's like okay. Like, if our let's... offense looks really bad, then I will be concerned because this defense is not good. It's not a good defense at all. No, it's not. And they they need they need to look good against a defense like this and put up some points. And so, yeah, if we lose, what what, it, what it, time it, game is it? It's a one p.m. It's a one p.m. Don't be surprised uh, if that gets flexed. Don't be surprised. I don't think they're allowed to flex games this early in the season. No, I think it has to be past week eight until they can flex games. Dang, I believe How is that's this? at least the, that's the case for Sunday night football. This, I don't know if that's the case for every other all the rest of them. But this is definitely not a one o'clock game. This is like a four o'clock game, like a little a little appetizer, you know, before Sunday well, night. Well, it's at like, Detroit too. They gotta look at the time zone kind of thing. So if it was in Kansas City, if it was, it's not that late. And it'll be I, on yeah, CBS. We, we'll probably Detroit, get we'll probably get Jim and uh, Jim and Tony Romo. Why would Detroit care if there's a late football game? Well, I mean, it's, it's not, not Detroit. Not it's Detroit's problem. It's the like NFL. all the West Coast guess, teams that yeah. would be playing. Yeah, because the Chargers, by their body clocks, they were playing the Lions at ten in the morning when mm-hmm. we want when we beat them in week two. And so the the NFL tries to tries to take care of stuff like mm-hmm. that just to make sure that West Coast West teams don't Coast, have this advantage. I'm pretty sure KC is probably in like Central Time. Yeah, yeah, but like. They've nice. they've had four four p.m. games late earlier this season. Like they've, I'd, Bro, I don't know. That's, it's that's it's, the a, it's, it's the NFL. It's the NFL. Yeah, it's the that's, NFL's that's fault. a good four o'clock game yeah. again. A little appetizer. Uh-huh. But yeah. they, once again, nobody thought the Lions were going to be good because they never well, think they're going to be that's good. True. One last thing I want to touch on in the NFL uh, that surprises me a little bit uh, that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers just prove year in and year out that they are one of the most confident football teams in the world. They're zero and three, and they went out and signed or traded for a tight end because their tight end is hurt. Vance McDonald's hurt, and so they yep. needed a. They Who did needed they trade for? Uh, Seattle. Seattle. One of Some Seattle's dude. tight end. I just think it's. I, I I just thought it was funny that you're you're zero and three, and you're still you went out and got Mika Fitzpatrick, and then you went out and got a tight end because, uh, I guess the tight ends on your roster weren't going to cut it. Uh, but I really don't think like obviously yeah Big Ben has the experience but like I don't think with Mason Rudolph in there like the expectations really change much like I still think this team could do well like I, the I, I just I, by the same notes yeah. the per- legit, like, you have like a two percent chance of making the playoffs starting zero and three that's that's well, my yeah. that's no, the only I thing I'm that, looking at is like you you're really behind the eight ball at this point man, and those are just numbers just die test though they don't look that good they didn't beat San Francisco and granted San Francisco doesn't look that good at three at three and zero. The, the other mean, the other side of the coin with this is that Pittsburgh got five turnovers against San Francisco and still lost. Yeah. So that's how bad the offense was. 
They got so many extra possessions. Yeah, but Ben Ben could have just like garbage cans of games. Where yeah, he throws I didn't. Four I didn't. No, I'm just. So I'm, I'm saying. I'm like, saying I didn't Rudolph think in there. Like I don't think that it really changes things for them. I still he think, looked but, nervous. But what he I'm saying nervous, is, why yeah. are you? Why would you make moves if you're not? It just doesn't make any sense to me making moves if, th- if you're know. if you're already at this point. Like you're you're really behind already from most teams. I mean, I know the division's still kind of open. But Baltimore, I mean, if they play Baltimore twice, they're going to lose Baltimore both times. There's no way they can beat Baltimore. Uh, that defense they, is not dude, good. They could, they could, make, they could get that game at Heinz. Field. You never know what happens in Pittsburgh. Baltimore I, I guess, I guess at he- in Heinz Field. But I mean, Baltimore. NFL. Look, I mean, the defense is going to shut down that offense without a doubt. Okay, but but again, I like Pittsburgh's defense too. That's nothing to. It's pretty solid. It's not and then great. Yeah, it's not what it was. It's, it's not what it was. Fans our age, whenever we hear Pittsburgh defense, and this is of no error of us, but whenever we hear Pittsburgh defense, we think the Pittsburgh defense of the late 2000s and early 2010s, where it's like, oh, they got Troy Palomalu. They got uh, James, James Barrier, Harris. Larry yeah, Foote. That's, yeah. just, that's just what I think about when I think of the Pittsburgh defense. And so whenever you talk about Pittsburgh's defense, it's just automatically in my mind I had the picture of them being elite already and subtracting from that. This this Pittsburgh defense is not that. Devin Bush has been okay. He hasn't been great. Mika Fitzpatrick's been fine, but I don't know if they're this. They're not. I don't know if we can count on them like we used to count on them eight nine years ago. Mm, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan. Okay. I think they'll win. Constructed. I think fan. they'll win five games this year. That is my guess. I don't think they can win more than five games. I'm gonna look at their schedule real quick. That they means they would Simmons. end the season five and eight. I think that's pretty liberal. I think that's a pretty liberal outcome. Wait, uh, out. five and eight doesn't make sense. Finish. I'm trying to find. Five, yeah, trying to see that, if they'd finish so five and more losses. Oh. They play Baltimore twice. They play at the Chargers. That's they play L. the Colts. That's an L. They play the Rams. That's an L. Traveling to Cleveland might be an L. That I don't know about Cleveland right now. So then that's six or seven, and then they play the Bills at home too. We the Bills might actually be good. That's gonna be tough. Wait, mm-hmm. the Bills like at their home or in no? Pittsburgh? The Pittsburgh is home okay. against okay. the Bills. So. I just I've never liked Pittsburgh. I've never been a big Pittsburgh fan because I mean you've had so much talent on that team and done nothing with it ever. And uh, now you've lost that all that Oklahoma talent. Oklahoma City Thunder of the NFL. Yeah, you've lo- now you lost all that talent and you kind of got to start you over. You got James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster with a quarterback that can't really throw to him that well right now. He's a, he's very young, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say. And James Washington I'm not, is supposed to be his yeah, guy too. Yeah, though. and I'm not I'm not trying to trash Mason Rudolph at all. That's not what I that's. Not what this is at all. I just, Mason I, Rudolph. If you're listening, we apologize for trashing. I'm really you. sorry for trashing you. I'm not trying to do it, Mason. I promise. Maybe something if we made it all the way to Pittsburgh. Someone listened to us in Pittsburgh. Yeah, That'd yeah. Crazy, that man. would be that would be cool if we can got some see, Pittsburgh can you fans. See, like, like, Pittsburgh connections. From when they downloaded? I'll have to I'll have to check on like, the app again. I, we got I think some I kid can. From like Abu Dhabi, that'd be fucking unbelievable. Or. Freaking unbelievable! Well, you already, mean, you already hey, said it. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? We're an hour in. If you're still listening at this point, what did that? What did that just do? Just played a bunch of music, and now, now, Joe, I don't think we're gonna hear. I don't think. I didn't know you could turn it off like that. So uh, I guess one okay. of those was supposed to be like a like a, like a laugh. Track. Oh, I didn't. We should the, we should preload. We should up. preload your explosion so we can just play it. Yeah, so we can just. But it's not as fun. Well, here, we'll, a little experiment. Football oh, that's a good one. Whoa, we talk oh, about football, okay. right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're messing. I'm glad we're messing with this. What's the green? Oh, see, that would have been good. All right, so remember that green means bad. Yeah, green, green is, is bad, bad green which is bad. which is really weird. And that's where if we're talking about football time. Yep. That's awesome. That's talking about football time. Oh, well, this is time. blue. We may as well keep going. 
Well, that's what, like if we're telling like like scary like, stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we probably yeah. won't. We probably won't have to use that <laughs> right, one too often. Right. We probably we, need, we, we probably need to just wrap the show up at this point. Well, no, let's go. Come on, we miss. New segment. We're we, not sitting new here segment. and pressing all the buttons, buttons to see new what segment. sound effects. Pl- new this segment. is not the content new that people segment. are looking for. We play for. buttons. That's just a crowd. Okay. Crowd cheering. And then a little rim shot. But a ch- oh, I didn't hear it. Do it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, there we go. All right, so, that's important. All right, so we got some sounds. Oh. Crickets. Crickets. That's, oh. <laughs> that'll be good. That's I'm glad a good we, one. I'm glad we uh, ended the episode like this. Now we know exactly what uh, what we want. I'm glad to, we did this on the air too. To like use. all our yeah. listeners get to hear this. <laughs> now. It's not turning off now. Yeah, the crickets just go forever. They're just gonna hear. Is it just stuck? Like, is it? Oh, I wow. don't know. Yeah, it's stuck. Well, stop pressing it, dude. Yeah, well, what do you want restart. me to do? I think, I think, pre- I think every time place. you press it, yeah, you restart it. it. Oh, yeah. So that's that's not good. So we just hear crickets right now uh, behind us. So that's gonna do it for us today on, <laughs> uh, the, on the Slam Dunk Podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on all our socials. Uh, be sure to check out any of our work. Check, check out, out after, after the whistle, the whistle yep. on Facebook, uh, Grand Valley TV's YouTube oh, page. Yep. If you want more of me, Friday mornings from ten to noon. WCKS oh, WCKS the whale. whale. WCKS the whale, baby. How can we? How can you listen to that? Uh, you go on to tune, in? tune in. You can go to tune in. Um, I believe is it just the whale dot org? Yeah. WCKS whale yeah. 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 Him and One our him and our good buddy Mike Mahaffey. They have good sports talk over there. Yeah. They have good yep. sports talk. If we can uh, get Mike in here on this podcast. We uh, yeah. we we'd love to. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get him in there. We'll get a little. Maybe we'll. Go on your radio show one of these times. Maybe we'll have a little crossover. We ain't stopping you. We've had guests already, and know. you know where the you know where the radio studio's at. We do. We yes, do. We do. All right. Yes. So that's gonna do it for us this week, guys. Thanks for listening.